0: to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, super producer Ian Stimson. How's it going, Ian? Very good. How are you? Hi, Great, great. Ready to, excited to record another episode, or?
1: Hold on. Is Ian Wait, what's now, that voice? Is Ian now big enough that he's a plural? Is he, is he now
0: co-hosts? Ian, are you getting some weird, like, feedback on your oh, okay. <laughs> audio? I think, like, I feel like I can hear, like, some oh, faint buzzing in the back.
1: You take one week out. One <laughs> week.
2: Did we invite that's right, guest? ladies
0: and gentlemen. Don't call it a comeback. Mr. 99.1% is back on the pod this week. Chuck, how you doing, man? Did you listen last week? Did you miss us? What's, I, what's going on?
1: Well, I feel like 99 is a more appropriate title because I feel like if it stays at 100%, that's, like, perfect. Almost, like, unattainable. <laughs> And so, almost like for the listeners, like, they can just never be me. And this just kind of brings me down oh, just a good, little bit good, back. it's good, yeah. But like, I'm reachable. Like, I'm, I'm just 99, guys. Mm. I'm, just,
0: well, I'm just like all of you. if we do, like, infinity episodes, the limit of N minus 1 over N as N approaches infinity is 1. So, like, really, you'll be back to Mr. 100%. So, all we
1: have to do is record infinity podcasts. Yes. Oh, and for, then you oh, won't equal I'm 100%,
0: out. but you will be indistinguishable from. Jesus
1: Christ
0: little L'Hopital's rule for anybody out there that likes some calculus. So soccer, I guess? No,
1: I don't know. Um, I I did listen last week, by the way. I did listen. Oh,
0: you were
2: the guy.
1: Uh, I I do have two observations that I would like to make. Okay. One, (laughs) I don't think there is a bleaker image that can be built than uh, the Stimpsons sitting in what I can only assume is some sort of concrete coliseum uh, drinking dog wine. In Peterborough. The image I had there was bleak. Bets at your Mm. table. Fantastic. And secondly, (laughs) I don't think you can preface a conversation about Crystal Palace versus Man United by complaining about how all the media focus on United being bad and Palace and not Palace being good. And then spend 80% of the section talking about how Man United are bad.
0: I'll put it this way. I said all the nice things about Crystal Palace that I could think of. Mm. <laughs> and then I ran out.
1: It showed. It showed. <laughs> Guys, the football's back.
0: I'm back. Oh, it's, it's, it, it, we missed you. Obviously, we talked about you every five seconds. It's like <laughs> my brother likes to say that whenever like Emily's out of town for a business thing or like yeah. visiting her sister, I just sit around moping and I'm like, Emily really likes pizza. Emily really likes movies. <laughs> Emily loves this song. And they're like, yeah, we get it. Shut up. You miss Emily. And I feel like me and Ian did that last week. You're like, oh, Chuck would say this. Oh, Chuck would say that.
1: By the way, jingles are my thing, mate. Step off. Tank's off my lawn.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I tried, mate. I know you did. Thank you. Yeah, I tried to stop him. It's not
1: for everyone. It's not for everyone. I was doing
0: it in your honor. I'm not trying to steal your thunder. Mm. Everybody knows you're the jingles guy.
1: Mr. Jingles.
0: Let's go ahead and jump in to the main portion of the podcast now that we have gotten our introductory banter out of the way if you are joining us (laughs) for the first time thank you very much we are happy to have you on board we are one american and two brits we mostly say sarcastic things and talk about soccer a little bit if you are returning and or told a friend to come back we super duper appreciate it thank you we love you hope you're having a great time or as good of a time as anyone can have in 2020 and we'll start things off as we always do with our rapid 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 fire news our top story this evening, gentlemen, we start off with the big ones always on this podcast. We have Hollywood stars Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, I don't really know how to say McElhaney, I don't know how to say his last name, are interested in, inventing in investing in Wrexham. Wrexham. The mighty, mighty Wrexham.
1: Where is Wrexham?
0: Oh, wait, is this the one that we talked about and I said it was near Wales because it had weird vowels in it or weird weird consonants? Yeah,
1: pretty good. Yeah, it's in Wrexham. It's a bit weird. I do wonder if it's linked to... uh, Because Ryan Reynolds replied to a tweet from 2012 uh, from someone talking (laughs) about Wrexham and Ryan Reynolds being there. And he just replied saying, I've been waiting eight years to reply to this tweet. So I don't know if that's (laughs) what linked, but if that's the seed which links to... uh, two incredibly funny uh, and attractive men um, <laughs> by Wrexham Football Club. Um, it's madness. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's always sunny in Wrexham, right? <laughs> Is it? Probably not. It's in the UK near Wales. I'm assuming that it's actually not. Yeah, sunny. it's always rainy. All right, well, enough about s- not sunny towns in almost Wales in the UK. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story. We have Luis Suarez scoring twice and setting up another on his Atletico Madrid debut... Gentlemen. No teeth involved. (laughs) No teeth involved, although, did you hear what the quote was from Diego Costa, what he said about his new strike partner?
1: I do, but I'm very happy to hear about it again. Thank you.
0: He is very good. One of us can do the fighting and the other can do the biting. Oh, please.
1: Is there a more... WWE esque strike <laughs> partnership, like could they be headbanger, Mosh and Thrasher? Wasn't that that was a thing? Like they could be those guys. They should have entrance music. They should wear war paint.
0: Has there ever been a better shit house front two than that? Like genuinely, I I only know football from the last fifteen years, but like you know that there was hooliganism and bad stuff in the eighties and nineties. I gotta imagine that there was a front two that was just biting and oh, kicking yeah. all over.
1: Yeah, probably. But I don't think there's a front two that could also back it up by actually just being very good. Like, Barcelona are going full meltdown. It's like they've done nothing to... uh, I'm sure it possibly might come up in in this... uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of tabs open for it because you are studious in your news research. But the fact that Lionel Messi came out instantly and was just a bit like on Instagram, like, oh, well, this was good. They didn't tell me. Why are they pushing him out? This is a load of shit. Thanks, guys. Fuck off
2: absolute love letter to
0: Suarez.
1: Just. It was. And and just more fuck yous for Barcelona. Like, yeah, yeah I,
0: I do have those quotes if you guys want to hear them. <laughs> go info. for
2: it. it. It's, I mean, I worry that if you read this out, I might instantly get diabetes from it. But yeah, go on.
0: <laughs> Lionel Messi says, Luis Suarez deserved a better send-off from Barcelona, but that he is no longer surprised by the club's behavior. You deserved a send-off, matching who you are, one of the most player, important players in the club's history... Achieving important things, both as a group and individually, not to get thrown out like you have been. But the truth is that at this point, nothing surprises me.
1: That's a dig.
0: It, not even thinly veiled. That's just straight up like f- a big middle finger. I'm sure it's
1: I'm sure it's through very gritted teeth that Lionel Messi takes a million a week from Barcelona. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did score in their first game of the season, and I think they won. I'm pretty sure they won. So, you know, he can't be that mad. I get, or like... Is it even possible for Messi to play a game and not score? I mean, did I don't know if you saw the other thing on Twitter that was making the rounds, but they had like a, a graphic of like teams that have scored the most against Pep's Manchester City. Mm. And he yes. had the third most goals. He doesn't even play in the fucking Premier League and he's still making the charts. Yeah. Like, this Lionel Messi guy, pretty good.
2: Man City could do with him.
0: They sure do, but speaking of pretty good, let's move on from there. We're actually rapid-firing through these rapid fires. We have Zlatan Ibrahimović. AC Milan striker has tested positive for coronavirus, but he said he's going to kick its ass, so it's fine. (laughs) It it, it made a poor decision going up against Zlatan, I think.
1: It was a shame, and I don't know. It's possible Ian might edit this out, because I'll I'll probably ask Sam if he he doesn't mind if I say it. But uh, Patreon listener Sam Danby has uh, good links Through all of Scandi football, and it turns out that uh, his mate was due to play uh, Milan because he plays for Bodo Glimpt? Question mark It's a team with a slash in it, (sighs) right? Two names, yeah, whatever. But they were playing AC Milan (laughs) in like a Champions League or a Europa League qualifier or something. And Zlatan got COVID the day before, so he couldn't. He did. He got to miss out playing Zlatan, which would have been an immense claim to fame.
0: I mean, if you really want someone to karate kick him. You know, if he's disappointed not to play Zlatan, I'm happy to go over and just kick him in the face a few times and put on a wig and pretend I'm, and just say, like, <laughs> dare to Zlatan. I am Zlatan. I don't, I don't think it was the violence. I feel like you're
1: getting confused between the previous news article about Costa and Suarez with the kicking <laughs> in the face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I, there was a storyline in the X-Men comics in, I think, the 90s, might have been the 80s. Sure. Where a disease from the future came back and it killed humans and most mutants. And the cure, um, this is going somewhere, I promise. The cure to that virus <laughs> was, was, yes, it was Zlatan. No, it was Wolverine. They infected Wolverine and then his like healing powers made basically an antidote or whatever. And I'm wondering if that's what we're trying with Zlatan here. We're like, oh, you know what? His like crazy Zlatan energy is going to cure coronavirus. Let's just give it to him and he'll figure it out.
2: mean, hey, fuck it. What else have we got? not much there's nothing doing i wouldn't want to give him the satisfaction i'll be honest all
0: right well let's move on to our next story we're rapid firing through these rapid fires uh we have a quote from a sky interview with kurt zuma chelsea star kurt zuma it's just some funny quotes so i just want to say them and you guys can bounce off it's food related so you can relate okay um i i will report anyone at chelsea who has pineapple on their pizza i hate coleslaw i tried it once and i almost threw up He also loves dipping a ham sandwich into hot chocolate. Which of those three should we talk about first?
2: (laughs) Okay, just a second, because my internet dropped out there, so I didn't hear anything until you came back with pineapple on pizza and ham sandwich in hot chocolate. I genuinely didn't hear anything before that. So
0: (laughs) what are we talking about? Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma said some weird stuff in an interview. Do you, Chuck, as the resident chef and food expert, accept pineapple on pizza as a thing that you're allowed to do?
1: Yes. I accept. I like pineapple on pizza. I like sweet with savory. I can, yeah, I'm on board. I don't want strawberry in a burger, but pineapple on a pizza, I'm good with. Are we blowing past, I mean, coleslaw, yeah, I get it. Like the packet coleslaw that you get that's like a sandwich spread-ish, whatever. Like that's a bit minging, but you can get nice coleslaw because it's just some veg in mayo, which is basically an American salad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from
0: Minnesota, maybe. Yeah,
1: f- not on the coast so much. I feel like the buck stops with ham sandwich in a hot chocolate.
0: Yeah, that is that is odd. Dipping a ham sandwich in anything is weird, but chocolate?
1: Like, unless that is his strawberry burger moment.
0: Like it happened by accident. Yeah, like maybe. one day
1: he was kind of, he was <laughs> sitting on the sofa and he thought he was putting it on the plate, but he accidentally... D- like, what even in that situation... When- Unless no what
0: f- what happened was he was eating a ham sandwich and he had two drinks in front of him and one was soda and one was a hot chocolate oh come
1: on now you would never mix those at the same time you have got to be insane if you're having those two beverages on the go
0: maybe it was his girlfriends or partners mm. but you're sitting there with two drinks you think you're drinking a soda you don't look you pick up the cup you put it in your mouth you're like what the fuck is this wait a minute. Did I just discover the most delicious food in the world?
1: Gotta say, I love that so much has happened in football this week, and we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all this time on this. Like, there's so much controversy and everything, and we're talking about a, a not even first team de- terrible <laughs> defender at.
0: Hey hey non, hey a non defending team. <laughs> he's been our best defender this year and that doesn't say a lot I know.
1: <laughs> this is like Demba Bar with his strawberry syrup all over again like it's insane. And if you've never What's seen don't that, if you've never seen that interview you have to look it up. Like Demba Ba is such a lovely like he's smiling in the interview and someone the interviewer is asking him like, "Oh, can you just give like a fact about yourself?" and he's like, "Oh, I don't really know what to say." He's like, "Well, oh, come on anything. Anything you like to do." And he's just like I love syrup. (laughs) 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 And the interview is like, like, what? Strawberry syrup. You know, you know, strawberry syrup. It's like, uh, what you like, like strawberry syrup on stuff. It's like, I like it in water. In water? (laughs) (laughs) water? Yeah. I think it's a translation thing because like, there's a lot of cordials in France that are kind of like, uh, syrups. So like grenadine and stuff like that. But it's just the way he's just like, name one fact about yourself. I love, I love syrup.
2: If you're going to ask a question that open and just go say anything, then that's that's your that's the journalist's fault. You're you're going to get shit like that.
0: Well, it's like that guy who was like, "I want to have dinner with Hitler, Mussolini, and Napoleon." Oh, how
1: oh, did God. we not mention Damien Delaney's... Ah, oh, I know. So f- I couldn't believe I forgot that two weeks ago. Like Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. That was so fucking
0: weird. Stalin,
1: brilliant. Oh, Napoleon, great.
0: Oh. and um keith richards, yeah, <laughs> richards. That <was> keith really- <laughs> richards the first one. <laughs> Uh you gotta, oh, love it. you gotta love it all right well let's wrap this up there's one more news story to talk about and it's actually a real one for once uh the premier league clubs will be voting tomorrow on how to end the season if coronavirus sees it cut short uh they have agreed that if the season doesn't get far enough in they will just be voided leave enough gray area kids the point of contention that they're voting on is, is that cutoff point two-thirds or 75%? So anything before two-thirds for sure getting voided, potentially between that two-thirds and 75% range, they will decide it, I'm assuming, off of points per game?
2: I don't want to talk about points per game. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to talk about that. Uh, that is so vague as to not warrant a vote. hmm in my opinion like should we just worry about it when it happens if you're just going to be so vague about what you're voting just do first on.
1: past the post i've been thinking that and it, it just the fact that overall like football now like i i came ready to record this like i was just not interested like i didn't want to talk about football but in the true spirit of uh the united kingdom in a minute i did a full u turn and i'm absolutely <laughs> loving i'm absolutely loving the chaos and the fact that just no one knows anything about anything and what's going to happen. And everyone's losing their mind over their FPL teams because nothing makes sense. I wild carded and had like 17 points before the games today. Me and Ian are in a head-to-head that's like 17 versus 16. It's ridiculous and hilarious that that can still be competitive. And it is as we go through the Liverpool-Arsenal game because I have Robertson. He has Alexander-Arnold and Salah. Robertson <laughs> scored. But Alexander-Arnold and Salah have both assisted goals. So it's just like, it's chaos. And so I think we should really appreciate this. And just to add to the ridiculousness of 5-2 being the new 2-1, Chelsea (laughs) still applying the concept that they will concede three goals, they have to score four. Man, like Pep just being a bald fraud that I am going
0: for <laughs> Fraudiola in Fraudiola in
1: yeah. And, yeah and I'm just going for the rest of the season like full neutral I'm not going to be hating on teams apart from Brighton um, <laughs> but I just want to see stuff and chaos and enjoy it so Northerners and Liverpool fans you're back in you've got a chance for me now <laughs> hey. I just, I just want to see stuff and in terms of like my one craziness and just for a suggestion, what if, because we've got this stupid handball rule and no one likes it and we could go on for hours, but everyone's fucking bored. Can I just suggest a better rule that would change football forever and just make it hilarious? What if, what if football, all football games were once you score four goals, you win? <laughs> First Fuck of yeah, all.
0: I am on board with that. Chelsea are like... <laughs> Already going all out attack anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And like, if you score four goals, like you're shit. That's it. Game over. And so it doesn't matter if it's three three. But and it's like next goal wins because you just get so much more excitement. And goals are the best bit. But no one wants to see this many penalties. So let's just have goals. Let's go four four and out. Job done. Thank you um, very much. Welcome to my TED talk.
2: Is there still like a ninety minute time limit on the game, or do you have to get to four goals um, to win? No,
1: nah, still still normal time. Still normal time okay. frame. No extra oh, I'm out. you lost me. No extra balls or anything like that. Nah, no, no, because you can't, like, people's legs will start exploding. Burnley Villa will still just be like nil nil in the like nine hundred and forty fifth minute. Yeah, yeah, they'll still be
2: playing in game week thirty. You like, can't want that. one has
1: got time for that? And FPL points just keep racking up as every sixty minutes they play, they get another point. And it turns out James Tarkowski got eighty five points because the game
0: went on Most for valuable a week.
2: Player.
0: <laughs> fantasy <laughs> from fantasy perspective, it would be amazing, especially for draft. Just pick up all the relegation contenders. Like fuck. All right. Shall we do this in a semi-organized way and get into the matches, you guys?
1: I could do. I was just so excited to be back and just like just wanted stuff.
0: (laughs) Curious though that the week that Palace have a particularly disappointing and frustrating match, you're like, you know what? I'm a neutral now. Uh I'm a neutral.
1: (laughs) I will say this. I don't. I don't think it was a frustrating match, but I think some of the stuff that happened, like the match was really good. It was. And, like, Everton were very good, and Palace were giving as good as they were getting for a while. We can go on about the penalty thing, but, like, I've made my peace with it. There was the ridiculous one that Palace benefited from the week before with Lindelof. Ward's Ward's one is insane. Like, it it just really is. The same as Eric Mm -hmm. Dyer's. um, uh, There was another one in that game where I think it happened to LaSelle's. Dyer had the same thing happen to him just before that, which was exactly the same. A carol header, that one was a given um I think I saw one in the Chelsea match. Calvert Lewin's one. Yeah, it was, was like, like a Harvard one. Calvert Lewin's one was insane because it was like it hit him on the arm, but he moved his arms in front of his chest as if to chest it, and then it hit. And you're like, well, under the laws, he's not making his body bigger, but his arms are in an unnatural position because no one, unless you're pushing your boobs together to. Like, I was thinking him.
0: the same thing. Unless He's just trying to, try to show off his cleavage. Yeah, unless <laughs> you're trying to
1: get a bartender to serve you quicker, like that's not yeah, that's not a natural <laughs> football position, right? And so, like, and everyone's going to go on about referees and all these bollocks, and yeah, they're shit. They've always been shit. So changing the laws and making them do stupid thing, like it's not going to change anything. So I don't think that's their fault.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on board to just get this conversation out of the way because it comes up in like half of the matches this week. Yeah. basically.
1: So let's just talk about the fun side. Let's talk about the fun side and how football well, is like. You should, this, we should actually be enjoying this. We shouldn't be hating and picking on the one thing that's really bad. We should just be focusing on the fact that no one knows what's going to happen. And it's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun when they're scoring 743 goals a weekend. It's, there's going to be 300 penalties this year. Yeah. 283. They're on base for 283. Yeah. And the the record is like 112. (laughs) All right, listeners, let's take a deep breath. We're going to do this like we're saying our vows. Okay. Repeat after me. As a mop listener. As
1: a mop listener.
0: I understand.
1: I understand.
0: That this is not Var's fault.
1: (laughs) That this is not Var's fault. Uh, Var
0: is only showing uh, us.
1: uh, (laughs) Var is only showing us.
0: That the rules have always been broken.
1: That the that the laws
2: the laws have the laws. Been the broken. laws, yeah, the laws. <laughs> Thank you. Um.
0: So obviously, this new handball rule, right? It's really, really fucking dumb. And I get that, like, they're trying to make it have less room for interpretation and just be like black and white. This is what it is. This is what it's not. But they're just going in the wrong direction with this. It's 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 fucking terrible, right? Like, and and like. You you know it's gonna fuck you over one week like you said Chuck, and then next week it's gonna help you. So it mm. kind of washes out, I think. But it, are we gonna get used to this after a while? Do you think they're gonna have a conversation coming back and being like, "Oh fuck, we gotta change this," because like three or four managers each nah, weekend were like, <clears throat> "We encourage the league to revisit this rule as soon it, as possible."
1: It doesn't change. It won't change. The the law will not change. That is that is a simple fact. It won't change, and they'll still operate the same way. But we have had this where certain things have happened with regards to, and it was like three seasons ago, and I'm sure we mentioned it that when players kept getting pulled down in the box or like pulling shirts was getting penalties. And there was about six penalties in the first couple of weeks. And I'm pretty sure Everton were actually on the receiving end of like three of those or something stupid. I, I have it in my head, but then it's just that if there's enough in the law that the referee can still interpret, they can just, they can just stop giving it without changing the law because there there is that intrinsic kind of quality built in that there is meant to be a balance of Hard and fast rules and uh, consistency and then the the common sense kind of element. It's, It's a difficult balance to strike, but it just seems to be far too heavily weighted on, I don't know,
0: like, is this what anyone asked for? I don't know. But I guess the counterpoint to that, I've seen a million people on Twitter being like, oh, just make indirect free kicks in this situation and this crazy thing in that situation. And coming up with like really convoluted systems around this new issue that has arisen. And I guess my question is, like, fundamentally, is there any way to define a handball rule that will not lead to some sort of controversy?
2: No, because it's been made more black and white because VAR is able to look at every incident now. So in order to try and stop any ambiguity, they've isn't part of this that um, FIFA has tried to bring the Premier League into line with other leagues? Um, there was a directive that well directive is very official but um said to the I premier it, yeah. yeah said to the premier yeah it might be iFab actually said to the premier league that they had to bring themselves more in line with what other uh, top leagues yeah, were doing yeah so
0: this is what's been the case in like Italy and Spain I think is what I was hearing other people Germany
1: say Germany was first I think the Germany because this was in in the world cup Germany adopted it straight away so they're in their third season of it now going into the third Italy and Spain took it on last year Mm -hmm. And so the first season does see a massive spike and then the second season, it kind of starts to level out a bit if you go by just a sample of the German, like the Bundesliga. But the problem is, is that this rule applies to all levels of football. Like that's what they want. And they want this law in place the world over. So like then without VAR, how does it get implemented in terms of those things? And it's like, if you start bringing in laws that can only really properly be enforced with video assistant technology, is it fit for purpose of the game? Are you then just trying to create a separate elitist level beyond what there already is in terms of financial uh, acumen and blah, 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 about how the game is played? Because especially, like, I don't know enough about the law. Like, why would these same things be given for free kicks? Like, is this same law being implemented for free kicks? And if it's not being implemented for free kicks, then it doesn't make sense to me. Because a foul, the, the an offense is an offense. It shouldn't be subjective based on the area we've said it before that there'll be certain fouls they'll give a free kick straight away. there'll be same things that he would never give a penalty for, so you know the the one thing I do like with it is if you do have these ridiculous handballs where there's there's no way either you can't get your arm out in time or it's not in the natural position, which what the fuck is that anyway, but like Eric Dyers, the ball's behind him he's jumping for the ball and it's hit his arm so like Why couldn't that be an indirect free kick? The same as an offside, because it's not an offence against the player. Uh, The same as handballs used to be, or a pass back to a goalkeeper, or something like that. Why couldn't that just be an indirect free kick anyway? Because you still get that kind of jeopardy from it, but you don't get penalised in terms of conceding a goal for something that is quite simply accidental is maybe the wrong word but just completely unintentional yeah
2: uh, you could differ you could definitely differentiate between like a handball that directly stopped a goal scoring opportunity and that could be a we penalty. weren't going to talk
1: about this for long by the way no, I yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you it's hard to you-
0: resist it's hard to resist
2: <laughs> but you could differentiate couldn't you between handballs you know if, if someone handballs to save a goal going in or Something like, to to, to deny an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. I mean, we already have that now. If you're brought down and you deny an obvious goal-scoring opportunity, well, the punishment is different. So you could differentiate like that. There's, you know, it's not beyond them.
0: I remember having fucking debates about ball to hand. Like 10 years ago, like that. Why is this all of a sudden feel like such a new and urgent thing? Like, I know that they changed the rules slightly, but we've been having this debate about like natural position, intentional, unintentional ball to hand. It just kind of seems to me like handballs are just the thing that like, unless you have a device that you can read the person's mind and say without with 100% certainty, like he intended to hit that. You can't know a defender's mind. You can't know a player's mind. It's it's it seems like almost an impossible thing to. Have a rule about that is consistently applied it's uh, always
1: the other and uh, and yeah, we can go on about this for ages, so uh, you know just to kind of maybe kind of take it in a broader sense that it almost seems like the issue with VAR and the thing like I get it it's about getting the decision right and etc, which is difficult because there's a lot of things that aren't black and white and they are subjective, but it's whether actually you should never be able to see something slowed down so mm. rapidly like offside you can because it is black and white right there is the point at which you need to take the frame and then therefore they they take that and yeah okay you, you have to freeze frame it because that's just, just the way it is because that's the black and white law but if you look at something in slow motion it, it makes it look completely different especially within terms of intent of tackles speed pace where they go like but then on the flip side, in terms of, like, Joel Ward's handball, you're like, well, slow motion should vindicate him even more because even in slow motion you see that the hand doesn't move towards it, for example. Mm. Like, the hand is just – it's inside his knee, you know, and it's obviously <laughs> going to sound like I'm being specific because it affected – that one affected Palace, but obviously that's the one I've seen the most, and it's a bit, like, it's mad. It's yeah, mad. that
2: was universally called crazy, that one.
0: All right, let's go through these matches relatively quickly. All right, uh, Mr. Stimson, go ahead and cue the jingle because we're kicking things off with...
2: Right up top. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley for the Week.
0: That's right, it is Burnley of the Week, we had Brickton 2, Manchester United 3, <laughs> Brickton putting up two, Brickton. 3.0 on XG to Manchester United's 1.6, that is a pretty bad Burnleying, gentlemen. gentleman, Manchester United, undeserved win, Brixton looking good again, they looked good against us, they thrashed Newcastle, and they played Man United mostly off the pitch, like they looked really good here.
1: Yeah, don't get points for hitting post, mate.
0: Oh, they set the record. They set. They literally set the record. That's fucking brutal and hilarious. Cause fuck them. But
1: when you've got Lewis Dunk on your team, mate, you're always you know, you're always
2: in danger. You're, a,
1: you're at a one goal deficit. The man. The man's got five own goals the other year. Like, you know what I mean? Um, does the XG count? If it is after the full time whistle. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah, that's that to me. That's the like jump out thing. I just kind of wanted to wait till we got to that. But what a fucking crazy ending. There was a goal to make it two to what like 94th minute.
1: Yeah. 92nd late, minute late enough,
0: super late, like after 90. And then the fucking absolute scenes. So for those of you that missed this, the match, you know, Brighton score a late equalizer. To make it 2-2 after playing Man United off the pitch mostly, blah, blah, blah. The ref blows for full time, but on the last play of the game, Man United was taking a corner and a Brighton defender just was, just lost his fucking mind and was like, I'm gonna mm. handball on I purpose. Think it, well, no, I
1: think it was Neil Morpé, actually, wasn't it? It was the striker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. It was the striker. Well, you know, I don't know names and or players below tenth place. So
1: you don't even know if they're in the league, mate. That's on, true. No. That's
0: one hundred percent true. But so the ref blows full time, but then VAR is like, dude, that's a penalty. You should call it back. So they get the players back on the well, pitch they, in, and, the and, the like, changing in the rooms penalty at this point, Yeah, they're all on on the topless already.
1: with towels and like
0: <laughs> that did happen in Germany once. Where the match was, like, over. The players were, like, off the pitch completely. And they had to bring them back out just for one penalty. Mm. So, Bruno scores yet another penalty. Shock. Shock. And uh, Man United get the most undeserved win in the fucking history (laughs) of the Premier League. Like, it is such a Manchester United result for them to, not only Burnley, but also after the full-time whistle, come back and get the win. Like, not even Sir Alex was able to pull that
1: shit off. That's that's mega Fergie time. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's hilarious in terms of an FPL context that Fernandez went from uh, four points at the final whistle to uh, 13 points after that because he scored the penalty, then got three bonus points. And it's just <laughs> insane. Um, shout out to Morpe for making uh, David De Gea look stupid as well with a cheeky Penenka dink.
0: Yeah, that was nice. Ah, Brighton. So are we changing our minds on Brighton? Or are we changing our minds on Man United? It's obviously early, so, like, everything no. is with a massive grain of salt. But, yeah. like... What we can say is
1: Brighton do look good. I still hate them. I can still hate them. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can still acknowledge that they look organised, etc. And Man United are a mess.
0: This was their full eleven. Like there was no injuries. Bruno was out there. Pogba was out there. Greenwood, Rashford, Martial. I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh sorry, Doctor. Yeah, sorry. Yes, absolutely.
0: Doctor Marcus Rashford, the savior of children,
1: and uh, to all the people saying on Twitter he should stick to his day job. Well, he's fucking good at that as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can be good at two things. Shock.
0: Uh, That wasn't. That wasn't good though. Like, no, so, no, with fair. Chelsea, right? <laughs> Chelsea have issues with injuries and players missing. City and their result this week, which we'll get to, players missing, players playing out of position, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What? But, like, Man United didn't really have an excuse here. Like, this was just straight up their best team.
1: We could, because obviously the fixture in between that is Palace-Everton, and we've kind of touched on that when we when we spoke about the VAR. Like, it was a fairly even game, and I'm, I am I was, like, happy with what I saw, and I'm pretty sure Everton fans will be really, really happy at the minute that they, you know, they look at the table and they're top three wins out of three. That's... Happy bloody days. Um, If they can keep this up, you know, what is it? 114 points. Job done. (laughs) There you go. Set the record. Um, But I think this this might hurt you, but I think at the minute you've kind of got to take Man United and Chelsea a bit together. Like they don't, we haven't really learned a lot so far this season, especially after the end and like the positive signs from bringing in uh, academy players and those kind of things. And they both just look a bit disjointed and a mess and... Like Lampard's doing solskjaer esque things with like weirdness and just not really achieving stuff after you know having a fairly good start last year of academy. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was painful to watch that game. Like I was driving for the first half and got home and just saw it was three 0 and uh, shock horror. You stayed offline for a little while <laughs> after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to curse anyone out. Yeah. They didn't deserve it. But like I what well,
1: even like it was just a kitchen sink. <clears throat> Absolute well, okay. kitchen
0: sink. Hmm. I guess we're going to Chelsea, so I'll give the scoreline, I'll give the XG. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Simpson, go ahead and cue the jingle.
2: <laughs> oh, bloody. <blimey.
0: laughs> Ooh,
2: they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the Week.
0: That's right, it's Burnley of the Week 2.0. <laughs> we had West Bromwich Albion 0.9 XG scoring 3. And Chelsea Football Club, the pride of London, London is blue, (laughs) 2.4, scoring three. So 3-3 draw, insane match, obviously very, very entertaining for the neutrals, Chuck, of which you are now officially one, and horrifying and stressful for Chelsea fans.
1: (laughs) I can't imagine, it was
0: ridiculous. We were better than them in the first half. We were losing 3-0 to Mm. stupid, stupid individual errors as usual. And set piece defending, and can we hire someone to teach Frank Lampard to defend a fucking corner and set piece? Because like at this point, honestly, that is a Frank Lampard thing, mm. and like he he doesn't have to be good at everything, but fucking bring someone in who knows what they're doing, because that is a legit strike against Lampard at this point. But I still am where I was last week. Like we're starting to converge on what looks like a system and a lineup. I think Havertz in the ten. He had two matches playing in the ten spot this week. He had. Four goals, two assists, five shots on target, five, six key passes or chances created or something. Like, he had an amazing two games at the number 10. Timo out wide is not going to be where he plays. He'll be at... But, like, we're converging on a 4-2-3-1 type system. And I think it... it You know, the scoreline and the result is fucking atrocious. And if you had told me beforehand that we were going to draw 3-3 with West Brom, I would have just been furious...
1: I don't know I think you would have you would have taken it because then you knew you would have got a point like you were going on for a fair like about a day and a half saying like I hate playing West Brom I don't like it in fact I'm sure you said last week on the pod that you like you hate it you hate it as a bogey team and it was just mad like 3-0 and just failings I mean Thiago Silva plays like yes he is a 36 year old man like just, just that's it. Like, I believe thirty-seven
0: and, now. Actually,
1: oh really? What, like Maybe. That, that game aged him by a year, or? <laughs> but, and it, I mean, it on the one hand, I really like the fact that the three goals came from Hudson Odoi, Abraham, and Mount. It's like you know, you can spend three hundred million, but hey, Frank, look at us guys. Remember how we uh, got you here last year? And you may not be trying to bring an academy thing up, but Thiago Silva brought in. Premier League debut, given the captain's armband, bit odd. Doesn't know the team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he speaks English that well. Not that that necessarily matters in terms of the team, because obviously international, etc. But he's not been there long. No, and it's kind of like and and it kind of links to the City game as well, which was another just absolutely fucking ridiculous result and fantastic for Leicester. But when for me, if someone's got the captain's armband, like and they get subbed off with like half two thirds of the game like that's a management failure like yeah. you don't you don't make someone your captain and then it's like well you're off and it wasn't like P came on and he gave him the armband I don't think but if, if it's um, someone I can't remember yeah. anyway who cares if I'm right or wrong fucking yeah. will check me <laughs> Like it happened with Fernandinho in the Man City game. But, like, if you're going to give someone your armband to be your starting captain, like, they need to be a fucking leader. And if you've selected the wrong person that can't organize your team and lead by example and do it, then that's a failure of the manager. And that's why, you know, Lampard is kind of showing a few kind of inexperiences, and Guardiola seems to be kind of a bald fraud. Um, <laughs> yeah, not to sidetrack exactly. you enough, but I don't know how much you want to pay for it. But it was hilarious taking off Thiago Silva to put Giroud on, and having Giroud, Abraham, Werner, Callum Hudson Odoi, Mount <laughs> Havertz, and Kante playing in a front seven.
0: Yeah, it was it was aggressive. <laughs> so yes, yes, it was
2: aggressive. Yes. <laughs>
0: Obviously at that point they knew that West Brom was just going to camp out and they just needed to get talented attacking players on the pitch to try to score and it worked we scored three goals but like at that point in that second half you're giving up on a system you're giving up on like anything because there was not going to be a back and forth it was very obviously going to be West Brom trying to con- trying to defend a 3-0 lead for 45 minutes and you know we I, I remember Mourinho doing this against PSG in the Champions League at some point, where it, like in the last 10 minutes, if you're desperate and the other team isn't looking to do anything, they're just looking to defend, you throw every fucking striker on the pitch and you're like, all right, get in there and like do some mm. shit. Fuck tactics, fuck a system, just just go do stuff. And I, I feel like that's what a lot of the second half was.
2: But I'm interested to know what you think about, because you're saying throw everything at be aggressive. I thought there was a lack of directness about Chelsea's play, even in the second half. Like they've seemed really narrow and happy like obviously West Brom were playing incredibly deep and filling the penalty area, and it was you know they were camped out, but yeah, at some point, I felt like there needed to be some adaptability and get a bit of width to Chelsea's play and try and get some crosses in and just do something different because it seemed like you were dinking the ball around in the middle of the park, getting it to mount outside the penalty area all the time and it yeah. felt like a bit of a lack of directness, even though you had so many, as you say, attacking players on, and was yeah because you needed no to real you throw in everything for at for a
1: long time, was there? Yeah, but it felt like mix it up. The second Callum Hudson Odoi did something and went direct and played a one-two, like mm. it, like something happened, and it was basically- and Callum
0: looked good, and th- and I said this last week, I think I don't know, I don't know, you can tell me if I did or didn't say it, but that Callum is the natural winger, so when Pulisic and Ziyech are hurt. He should be starting, and I said that I wanted that. I don't know if I said it on the pod or if I said it in the text. And so when he when I saw this lineup, I was pretty happy at the start of the match. And it's a good I don't know. I, I'm not like <laughs> I'm not going to be upset that we like I'm a frustrated that we got burn lead, right? Because obviously we just we wrecked them on the XG and we scored three and we still only have a bunch of players missing. Like blah blah blah. I know it sounds like I'm making excuses, but that's more reasons. That's okay. Um. But I do think there were some actual legitimate reasons to criticize Frank Lampard in this game.
2: Yeah. I think right,
0: specifically okay. starting Christensen next to Silva was a huge mistake. Yeah. Christensen is also very slow, and the two of them should never be playing together at center back pair. Um, we have three other center backs who are much, much, much faster, and one of them should have been the person that started. I think having Thiago Silva on the left side of the center back pair next to fucking Marcus Alonso <laughs> who is not going to provide any kind of cover for an old slow guy
1: Catching was another mistake.
0: And he got the hook at halftime. I don't know if you guys heard this, but he stormed off to the team bus and refused to like come out. And Frank like ripped into him and the Chelsea insider at the Athletic was like a lot of the players are pretty sure that Marcus Alonso will never play for Chelsea again. Like that's how bad him and Frank like got into it because Alonso stormed off and sat on the team bus for the whole second half well, by himself.
2: Alonso both metaphorically and literally doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on on that because he was getting done. And when he was after, after eight minutes, he got booked because he had no other option but to pull um, the West Brom winger down. I can't remember the name, uh, but yeah, he had no other option but to pull him down because he'd absolutely done him for pace about the third time in eight minutes and it was like,
0: yeah, it was bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's not got a leg to stand on in any sort of argument there. He had to be hooked because he, he was—he was either going to get sent off or there was going to be even more problems down that side.
0: Yeah, so I—I I think that's very clearly a, like an, a straight-up just mistake. Yeah, I, and there are reasons he's making mistakes. He's scrambling. He doesn't have all his players. Blah blah blah. Chola's not ready. You know, but like, yeah, but
1: play as play. All that aside, seven. like
0: that was just a mistake. Christensen and Silva should not be playing together, and Silva shouldn't be playing on the left side. But other than that, like, I think it was, like, playing Callum and Werner as the wingers while Pulisic and Ziyech are out, I think is the right call. Putting Tammy back in there instead of Giroud, I think this was a good match for Tammy. I think also long-term we should be giving Tammy minutes, not Giroud minutes, because we're either going to require, we're going to need to rely on Tammy in two years, or we're going to need to sell him for as much money as we can get. And either way, giving him minutes is useful. So, Mm.
1: yeah. I just, I just, I just worry if, if Chelsea are like this and they fly a bit too close to the sun, like there are incredibly few. Like, to come back from whatever situation, coming back from 3-0 down to go 3-0, like, we shouldn't take anything away from the fact that's impressive, whatever the team is, whatever the situation. However, with the way Chelsea went so gung-ho about it, like, there's maybe one other time against one other team in the league where they could get away with it and wouldn't be hurt. Like, Mm. if, if Chelsea did that to, let's say, a Leicester, or oh, we get fucking destroyed. Fuck it. Even a leads at the minute, like you're, you're done. Like you're conceding that fourth. You're then potentially conceding the fifth. But if if you can't tell me based on that, that if Chelsea were three nil down against any team, really any team, that he wouldn't necessarily take the whole same approach because it's like, well, at the moment we've lost. You know what I mean? It needs to, you need to go for it. You need to try and get something from the game. And I think that, if he plays like that, like, we joke, I joke about it all the time, but Chelsea is still that team that needs to score four because they'll concede three.
0: That is true. That will be always true all year. Like, we're just going to be a chaotic team full of chaotic energy. And I do think that is actually Lampard's explicit goal, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, the guys on Double Pivot like to call him a football pervert, <laughs> which is which I love, um, because I think his system, his goal is to just destabilize as much as possible create a super chaotic environment, and then wh- by having the most talented attacking players on the pitch, they can thrive in that chaos more so than less, ta- less talented people. And so I, I don't know that that's sustainable. I'm not saying we're going to, like, that Frank Lompard knows exactly what to do and it's going to get the best out of it. It's like, but what I am saying is that I see a lot of people talking shit about him on Twitter, and I don't think that we're we've gotten to the point where we can say one way or another.
1: And again, this is going to hurt, but we were in the same situation with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer last year.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: I don't. I don't think there is putting aside playing ability and whatever personal connections you have and potential biases, even from myself and Ian, in terms of you know naturally just being around you and being so passionate and stuff about Chelsea, you have a sympathy towards it. But if you step back and look at at it objectively, is that at the minute is there much of a difference in situation he had a great year last year but he also had no pressure none yeah now the pressure's on not just in terms of he's got the start of the season but then all of the investment in players as well
0: oh absolutely i like mean we I, I i said this in the preview pod there should be massive expectations and if he fails to meet them then he should, there should be consequences i don't know that he should get fired necessarily mm. if we don't do the right thing this year but like It's bad. It's bad, and he deserves as much criticism as possible. I'm just saying I don't think we're at that place yet because, like, we haven't seen Pulisic. We haven't seen Ziyech. We haven't seen Chilwell. We still haven't seen the new keeper. Like, we might be going out to sign Declan Rice to get a more defensive mid in there.
2: Mm. There's
0: just a lot of moving parts, Mm. and we haven't been able to – Did I use a chess metaphor last week? I don't know. I'm going to use it now. He hasn't been able to finish his all of his, like, pieces so that then he can commence the chess game. You know what I mean? Like, he's still gathering bishops and rooks and whatnot. So, I I don't know. I also don't think that Pep Guardiola is a fraud, and I think it's a weird season where everybody's scoring 17 goals. It's basically preseason, right? Preseason matches are all 5-4. It's great.
1: is great. great. I mean, we're on it. Like, let's skip ahead a bit because we'll still come back, I'm sure, to talk about these in things. But, you know, uh, there's nothing like a 5-2 win uh, or 5-2 loss, sorry. That means you go out and spend another £60 million on a centre-back.
0: I know. How many times is Pep going to buy centre-backs who can't actually defend?
1: Man City have bought 10 of the 20 most expensive defenders ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, Ruben Diaz coming in as a – I don't know. I'd love to think of this as a consequence of that. And he can moan about his injuries, etc. And, oh, I've only got 13. Like – it's wearing a bit thin, man. Like he's uh, this is the first time he's got into a fifth season with a club. Mm. He did four seasons with us, so four, seasons, four seasons with Bayern. Now he's going into his fifth season with Man City, and you just wonder if if there aren't isn't enough of a refresh. Does do City potentially now suffer in the same way that Pochettino Spurs did? And uh-huh. they just they're all just a bit done.
0: I was Bold, ready to I come know, on here I'm and totally, make a similar I'm take totally
1: on about neutral like i'm i'm totally for it like i'm cool now with liverpool winning the league again like if they're just <laughs> going right. well, uh, to they're going to do okay. that shit like fine <laughs> fuck it like get all the pain in one
0: go there are kind of multiple things going on um i i agree i was ready to kind of come on with a similar take to what you just said chuck i do think that like the losses that city have sustained in terms of personnel in the last couple of years might actually be starting to catch up to them. I know we're two games into the season and grains of salt and all that. But, like, hmm. you can only ever go with, like, my gut kind of says that this might be a thing that's happening. And my yep. gut kind of says that, like, losing Yaya and company. company. There's
1: no leaders in that team.
0: Yeah. Like, not only leaders, but also guys that, like, are really level-headed in high-pressure situations. Exactly. And I don't know. I don't see on this team who that is.
1: So, what was his start? His starting defense was something like Mendy. Nathan Ake, Eric Garcia, and Kyle Walker. Yep. Like, Kyle Walker's experience, fine, but he's always been someone who makes bad mistakes. And, what well, he gave away at least one penalty for Vardy. I didn't realize till today it was three penalties uh, in the game as a whole.
0: Those were and, legit penalties, too. That wasn't yeah. even like yeah. they got Vard. Like, it was just no bad. Bullshit.
1: Done. <laughs> Referee gave it. Like, no players contested any of the three <laughs> penalties. They all just went,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, we fucked it. Um but so across that defence you had you had nothing like Aké's just come from a, a relegated team like yeah he got a goal great that's that's good for him that'll be good for his confidence but he's not a leader in there um Eric Garcia is now rocking the Peter Check look after he got knocked the fuck out by Edison so they probably don't really like each other
0: <laughs> and um, they just signed another centre back anyway so he might not he might be the one that misses out
1: Otamendi's gone now which is probably a good thing <laughs> Rodrigo Rodrigo's like so hot and cold it's insane. Fernandinho was given the armband but given the hook. Um you had Sterling Morris scored a cracker of a goal. Oh, um beautiful. But there's just no there's no like inspirational like like a company that is just like you can't replace that. It needs no. to be built and there's there doesn't seem at the minute to be anyone that's building up towards that and we've said that for the last two
0: seasons. And even the guys that they have kind of left over from that, like, real dynasty team, Uh, they kind of have a set of players the same way we had JT and Lampard and Drogba and everything. Those The two guys that are still there from that whole set are Aguero and Fernandinho. Aguero hasn't been able to get on the pitch consistently in a long time, and he's getting real old now. And Fernandinho, like, it's sad to see Fernandinho in defensive midfield just getting absolutely ignored. People are just going around him like he's not even there. And I'm like, fuck, man, you were like one of the best defensive mids in the world for a long time. And we talked two seasons ago, I think, about like, oh, Fernandinho's injury, will City be able to recover? Will they yeah. still be a good team? Yeah, a good and then they, you know, and then they set the record for the most points ever. So like, I think they were pretty okay. But at some point, building a whole system around Fernandinho as he ages and gets old and not having a natural sort of replacement there, because Rodri, like you said, is hot and cold and has never particularly convinced anyone. Gunduan. I never know how to say his name. Gunduan. Gun, gun, gun. gun. I always think of the Gungans from yeah. Phantom Menace. Misa Hax- defending.
1: Anyway. Haxel Hax- Jim Duggan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. My gut says that this might be the first year that cities start to decline for real. Whereas to bring it back to Liverpool, they're playing right now, they're up to one. Liverpool only brought in one new person and they know exactly how everything works. So even if this feels like a preseason. They're not trying to integrate anything new Hmm. the way that a Chelsea or a city who just keep buying new and new players or losing players like Silva. This is still the same Liverpool team, except they plugged in Thiago, who is immediately able to like acclimate and play with those guys, right? So like there's definitely an advantage that Liverpool has there. I don't think that they are a better team, certainly not than City. I don't even really think than Chelsea. But like we said last year, if they can just get going and get some points. It's a, and-
1: it's, it's a sum of the parts thing at the minute, it seems. Yeah. Like, it does seem like it's a big throw in the dice. And it can it can obviously go either way for teams like Chelsea and City, like they said that. Like, it could be mercurial. Like, if the, if the magic happens, it happens. And, and City can always turn it on. But, like we saw last season, like, it's incapable of this. And I don't want to do to Leicester what I said you guys did to Palace last week. And they just... Like, I love the fact that Pep then comes out in an interview and says about a team that put five past them, ah, they didn't come to play
2: football. Total bullshit.
1: Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. That instantly just made me think, you know what, mate, you probably are done. Like... That's it because it's so intense.
0: So I do not endorse that message. A, no, but you done. can't
1: be. You can't be that Mourinho-ish level of dismissive. As a team, that the reason that they won penalties by the fact they were driving into the box, and Jamie Vardy knows how to use his rear end
0: he's like, really good at drawing penalties he's, he's really
1: good at it, and he's adapting his game and still just smashing it in and he's just king of the rustlers and he's a like i really like jamie Vardy. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to, like even when he's putting goals against palace and doing like eagle celebrate like fuck <laughs> it like he's a guy who's there and he's just enjoying it and just an absolute shit house um, i was gonna say
2: chuck loves a shit house he's not really a headline is it Kind of, yeah. <laughs> really.
1: But they they just played really well, and then they they also rode their luck. Like Madison had an absolute screamer of a oh, goal. Yeah, like, what
0: a goal! Beautiful Fuck.
1: and nice to see him back because he he's been out basically what, such all a good of last player. season, yeah. all of last season. Like he got a really good break at the end of eighteen nineteen, but now you know he's a bit part. I think three games, he's played twenty minutes. But yeah, it was fantastic to see. Like just just get the win, and that's and that's what is good about football and it seems like as a kind of at the minute, especially like it does have that kind of preseason vibe, but it also has that feel of like teams in flux have potentially like if Liverpool you know, if we if we do say, let's prescribe to Liverpool's last year being their peak and they overperformed massively. And this year they do revert back to how they were expected to perform last year, which is what, like 75, 76 points, something oh, okay. like that. <laughs> Man City keep proving there's a bit of a rick in them. Chelsea stop and start. <laughs> Arsenal, Man United, et cetera, all the way down. Like, are we in a another perfect storm that we never thought we'd see where all it potentially takes is one consistent team and an outsider could get to third, second, or um, heaven forbid, even first. Like it's I, so it's so early. I know. Yeah, but if I'm not ready
0: to get on board with that take.
1: No, but the Game of Thrones thing is that chaos is a ladder, right?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, <laughs> we can start calling that the Frank Lampard
1: philosophy. A Frank Lampard theory, but it's just like if everyone else is fighting each other and losing their shit, by the way, and you just go like down the line.
0: I think things are going to settle down. I still think that quality shows out over a a, over a big enough sample size over the course of a season. Mm -hmm. So I still think that like our top four, certainly our top four predictions, I'm still very, very confident with. I think United are the fourth best team, and they're a huge step above everyone else. I think City and City are the best team, and then Chelsea, Liverpool are two A and two B. If you look at the numbers, Liverpool are two and Chelsea are very far away three. If you're looking at like narrative and traditional sort of punditry and that more conventional wisdom, I guess. Um, But I I would say I'm not at all ready to get on board with that take. But the longer this goes on, and the games are going to be so fucking crowded this year that it's going to be a chaotic season, that is not certainly not out of the cards.
1: I mean, it's it's already mental. Like, to kind of swing in summary, like, Sheffield United, and this might have gone under the radar, I don't know from some people, but Sheffield United have had three losses, right? They haven't scored yeah. a goal. They haven't scored a goal. Not one goal. Yeah,
0: I didn't even notice that. You're right. That definitely flew under the radar.
1: You know, like Fulham and Burnley, okay, they've got no points, but at least they've got some goals on the board. Fuck, even Palace is scoring goals, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like we're already, we're already like 30% of the way to last year's total or something. <laughs> um, West Ham just put four past Wolves.
0: Yeah, and like a deserved four. The XG on that is 3.1 to 0.4. Like, Wolves just got played off the pitch. I didn't watch that, but, like, that's a fucking damning XG line.
1: Are all the Wolves players just looking to the international break when they've got to go play for Portugal? Like, (laughs) at this point does Conor Cody speak Portuguese? These are all the questions we need to find (laughs) out. Because if he doesn't, he's
2: going to start to feel homesick, surely. (laughs) He's he's just like... Conor Cody's like, I just want to go back to the Algarve. He's never been. (laughs) He's never been.
1: He's playing in a Portuguese kit and I'm pretty sure now all they need is, I think it's another centre-back and they can uh, field a 4-3-3 that is all Portuguese. But yeah, there's just some absolute madnesses. Like... No one, nobody in their right mind, anyone, and I include West Ham fans in that, would ever suspect that that game would go 4-0, <laughs> 4-0, yeah, no. and, and Raul Jimenez scoring an own goal. Like, wow. Well, West you know, Ham I mean, fans
0: would have said 4-0, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> think if anything, they know their team. Yeah,
1: everyone would have. You know, you've got leads that... Oh, fucking Bamford, he's still a bad FPL <laughs> pit He's still a bad FPL <laughs> pit I'll die on this hill
0: He heard <laughs> us talking about his XG last, his XG numbers And how he's like demonstrably bad at finishing Last <laughs> week, and then he was like Fuck those guys, I'm gonna keep scoring
1: Hey, you know, spite is a, is a powerful yeah. uh, fuel um, And then obviously Spurs fans can feel really hard done by Because they had, I believe 834 shots on <laughs> target right, in that Mr. game That's right, Mr.
0: Stimson, go ahead and cue the jingle Oh my god Ooh,
2: they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the Week.
0: Because we got a Burnley of the Week 3.0. Tottenham one, Newcastle <laughs> one. Tottenham scoring 3.2 on XG to Newcastle's 0.9. 1-1 being the final score.
1: Right, but I'm pretty sure about 0.75 of that is the penalty that they scored at the end. <laughs> like, something about that, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: It was point 0.2, I think. That yeah, was yeah, their yeah, one
1: shot on target in the 95th minute. Efficiency. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I was following the XG updates on InfoGoal Live, and it was like 0.2 going to the very, very end of the match. Like, it was not good for Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: Spurs just couldn't put the ball away. I mean, Harry Kane, Harry Kane looks good at the minute. Like, he's adapted... The way he plays, the fact that he has dropped back a bit, and Jeff Pedder has pulled up on this, and it, it pains me. Although I'm, I'm happy if Kane just keeps getting assists, because me and Jeff have a bet as to who will score more goals this year between Kane and Batshuayi, <laughs> which, which is going really well for me so far, considering has played 30 minutes in the three games he's been eligible for, and game four he can't play in. Um, <laughs>
0: it's a
2: strong start. Roy.
1: Um... But yeah, Kane dropping back in some sort of like Harry De Bruyne role? <laughs>
0: <Question mark? laughs> He's talented enough. He's so talented that he need all he really needs is to figure out a position where his physical limitations, after a horrendous run of injuries, will not hinder him from being able to contribute to a level that someone of his massive talent, because I talk shit about him all the time, but I have always said that he is unbelievably talented. Someone of his talent should be able to contribute somewhere, and I just don't want him to turn into a mezzozo where it's just like, look at this talented guy. They can't figure out where to use him because of X, Y, and Z. Not that I give a shit. Fuck him. I hope Spurs lose every game for the rest (laughs) of their lives. It was fucking delightful having watched the All or Nothing, being able to picture their sad, pathetic, dejected faces... (laughs) In the dressing Absolutely room after nothing. that match, I was like, you know, Mourinho just came out and was like, we can't be good guys. <laughs> Fucking shit, man. <laughs> Fucking hell, man.
1: I love that. <laughs> Insane. But that's that's kind of where the bail comes in. So now, though, because obviously Bale's out for about a month, all they're saying about Son is, yeah, he's gone for months. Like he's done mm. like they might as well send him back to fucking military service like his hamstring exploded um, yeah but if I he hear. just had
0: enough motivation it would st- it would stitch itself back together Chuck he just needs to have the passion and the yeah. motivation yeah. to get out of that injury training table yeah the, the physio's room whatever the fuck they call it
2: he just needs to look at his hamstring and shout at it you don't want it enough and then it would just <laughs> it will just
0: fix itself well, I guess my take that they might be transferring him out and him and Mourinho are on the outs is no longer going to come to fruition. Or Who knows if it was true or not? Right. We'll never know. Because he's there's no way he's getting transferred now.
1: They've still got about a billion matches this month. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Everyone does, though.
1: Yeah, but but Chelsea aren't going to, like, the far end of Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, That's they, true. <laughs> they were lucky that the Leighton Orient game uh, was cancelled, really, because then it was just a, they got a rest day as opposed to going to Macedonia.
2: I think there's a good chance that Spurs sent Zlatan over there sort of paid in to go over to East London and just <laughs> open mouth kiss some players. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in fact later on we just really don't want to play this game.
1: Please guys, please anything. But yeah, that's uh that's one to look on because now if that means that if Kane has to push back up as the focal point, do we then see the same
0: Right. Kane. Oh, no good. He doesn't have, he just doesn't have the explosiveness anymore. He just doesn't. He should turn into Ces Fabregas. Because he's got the passing, he's got the vision, and he's got the situational awareness. Many, many offside. All right, and let's wrap things up with the, obviously, the most important match. And we're going to go ahead and set aside, like, an hour for us to discuss this. We have Fulham 0, Aston Villa 3. No, I'm kidding. We don't give a fuck about this match. Did either of you watch this? I didn't watch it. No. No. Yeah, Fulham sucks. Predictable. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. Should I update you guys, as we are recording, Liverpool Arsenal is happening. Liverpool are up 2-1 in the 78th minute. And Lacazette has wasted an alarming number of very dangerous (laughs) chances. I don't know if you have that in the background, Ian.
2: Yeah, had half an eye on it, and he has been substituted and looks very upset with himself.
0: Should be, rightly so. Yeah. So hopefully Arsenal, ugh, gross, can do something in the next 12 minutes. But I am watching Liverpool and City and not other teams. And so I was pretty delighted to see City lose, and I would love to see Liverpool drop some points. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's more than enough about soccer. We're not a soccer podcast. We are a food podcast and a socks podcast primarily. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump to part two of the podcast where I am no longer in charge of hosting duties. I am going to kick back and relax, put my hands literally behind my head and someone else can take over.
2: And that's going to have to be Chuck because I've, I'm in the middle of moving house and I'm currently recording this uh, from my in-laws because I'm living with them for a few weeks. Uh, And I have watched very little football and done no work when it comes to listener questions. Oh, so
1: you definitely, you definitely haven't looked at your FPL team. Oh, I've I've got
2: the live thing up now, mate. I know there's two points between us. Uh, Uh, Four,
1: four points. Or have you got your have you got your bonus points cheating? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) So, Um, well, no, there's three points I believe. Alexander Arnold's on for three bonus points. Robertson's on for two at the moment. I am currently four points ahead of you. So that's three points. I've so got it, it just, two, I've got it
2: two points after my hit, but okay, that's that's interesting. Um I've got, yeah, I've got you on thirty three and me on thirty one, and that's because I took a four point hit. What must be one of the worst points hits I've ever taken. Well, um, I mean,
1: I'm on thirty three points and I fucking wildcarded, mate. So Yes. That's true. <laughs> little one, little the other. Um and we we kinda of touched on it earlier, but like the FPL thing has been hilarious and a lot of people have lost their minds and I can't (laughs) say I haven't enjoyed it because it's (laughs) it's hilarious and just focus on the right like now more than ever then especially this season guys the best FPL advice I can give you is just do what you want like, don't listen to a million people on Twitter telling you Podence is a good pick. Because then he's just got... He's just not, he doesn't even play for Wolves. It's a lie. And then Wolves it's lose 4-0 to West Ham. Like, he doesn't actually exist. Someone just got confused and thought they were ordering some pudding and just smelt it wrong, Right? It's oh, not, wow. He's not a person. Okay. Uh, it's rice pudding... Com, com, you know... Oh, up, brought man, to man. life. Anyway. You know, so just like... Like, at the minute this week, I, when I saw after eight games had happened, that Ian and I were within one point of each other in the head-to-head. I was like, brilliant, that gives me energy. And to be honest, like, even though, of course, I want to beat you this week, absolutely, like... If I lose to you this week, it will equally be hilarious because you just have to have gallows humour with it. So if you're going to go on Twitter and record a video of yourself and, of course, pop your top off first, um, just,
0: of just, maybe
1: have a, just maybe have a think before you press record because everyone's just laughing at you. No one has any respect for your credibility oh, whatsoever. Gosh. It's fantasy football. <laughs> Chill. Chill, man. Just enjoy it. Ride it out. Play your way. Go, Oscar. Go, Sir Hits Lot. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, and, and if you are just going to have people laughing at you and don't take your opinion seriously whatsoever, just start a podcast. Start a podcast. Like, clearly, that's the way to go.
1: Start a podcast. No research necessary.
0: <laughs> None whatsoever. I have even better advice than that, Chuck. Hmm? If uh, the best thing to do with FPL to enjoy it is to quit. <laughs> don't play a feel. Just, stop, just don't. It sucks right, No but one still, likes
1: it. But still, be responsible for a team. And then when that team
2: doesn't do that well, you know, you can uh,
0: excuse you. The stats robots have like way more points than you guys. You're on sixteen, right?
2: Well, well, the way I've got it at the minute is I've got it that I'm on thirty-one. Chuck is on thirty-three, and the stats robots are on forty-two net.
0: Oh right, because of the minus four. Because of the minus four, yeah.
1: So. There we go. But that's enough about FPL. Um, (laughs) So we've got listener questions. Um, Shock horror that uh, Jeff Pedder, uh, resident punching bag and Tottenham fan this week, just said... uh, just talk about pancakes. Just <laughs> uh,
2: talk about pancakes.
1: Other Patreon, Rob Heppenstall, just said, uh, still can't stop that weird Carmen San Diego song that Ian sang from yeah. popping up every now and again. <laughs> I think that's probably been about 20 episodes that he's gone, Where in the world's Carmen Come San Diego? Carmen San
2: Diego.
0: Come San Diego. So are, are we going to talk about pancakes, though? Oh, sorry. Yeah, could do. I'll, I'll redirect Jeff's question to a um, one that's more conducive, perhaps, to the three of us discussing on a podcast and i will say <laughs>
1: what, what what is less what is more conducive than talking about pancakes like we can...
0: <laughs> do you guys if you could only have for the rest of your life one of these three would you choose waffles pancakes or french toast uh
2: pancakes waffles
1: but he's not talking about bird's eye potato waffles
2: I know, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I, I like waffles. Bec- I'm going to go with waffles because I only ever have them on holiday and they're delicious because we just don't really do that, do we?
1: Yeah, we don't really have waffles. or Then, like, French toast isn't as much the same here, yeah. But I say pancakes. Cause I think even bad pancakes, like, even basically raw pancakes, I can still get on board with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just jam and syrup. That's all you need. It's strawberry syrup. Pancakes are a vehicle for syrup. Somehow, even more so than waffles, which have little cups for syrup built in. I'm still like, mm, pancakes need more syrup.
1: To be fair, I can get on board with that part, especially if you can cut it in a way in which that it means that the whole, the cell of the, uh, <laughs> the, of the waffle, waffle, as it were, is still containing a substantial amount of, of uh, syrup as it reaches your mouth. That's good. If you can, if you can cut along the lines, get that grid shape going.
0: It is an ordeal. <laughs> it is an ordeal. I think I'm going waffles though, honestly. I've never been into French toast. It's too sweet for me. I'm not trying to have that much sweet at breakfast. Stimmers, where he says as he drowns his pancakes in syrup, cornstarch syrup. Stimmers, where are you at on this?
2: I yeah, I mean, like I say, I love I love waffles as a delivery system for hideous amounts of sugar. Mm. Um so yeah, I would I would go waffle. Um Pancakes, I really in a in a break with tradition, I really like the like American style big, thick, fluffy pancakes.
0: Oh, how do you guys do pancakes over there? Yeah, they're just thinner. Yeah, we
2: just tend tend to have them thinner, more like crepes. More like a crepe,
0: yeah. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. But I do really love the sort of American fluffy yeah. pancakes, blueberries, syrup, sign me up.
1: Anyone whose preference is putting lemon and sugar on it.
2: Oh fuck S- that. Just like
1: some of the fucking
2: You know, I like some basic bit shit, but fuck off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not even a thing over here,
1: so There's your pancake chat. <laughs> um Patreon Nate Whittam. Producer. producer producer Patreon yes. Nate Whitten. my apologies Nate uh he's got a girlfriend hi Nate's girlfriend um, <laughs> asks
0: it's unusual car? among
2: our pure community
0: there <laughs> 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 our 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 Patreons are very 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 lovely handsome and attractive and intelligent and uh Oh, desirable you were doing, human beings. You were doing
1: so well till that sigh. I couldn't remember the word desirable. You sounded desirable, so okay? sincere until that sigh. When you were no, just I was like, trying oh, to think fuck. of
0: the word desirable. I love those people. They're all wonderful, wonderful human beings. So. Okay,
1: guys. Even Dave. Um, <laughs> Nate Whittam, producer. Nate Whittam, producer and girlfriend Haver. Nate Whittam asks
2: <laughs> have <a> girlfriend possessor. <laughs>
1: What car? <laughs> not possessive. No, not like no, that. Absolutely. I hope she's not listening. They're not things. Come on. Sorry, Nate. Uh, what car would you drive on an empty autobahn? So if you could have one car, because famously the autobahn, uh, or at least large sections of the autobahn, there is no speed limit. Uh, so what What kind of, what car? Ian, would you take the uh, the superb out there? Just oh. uh, open it up to oh. 93? <laughs>
2: Let's open her up a little bit Really let that 1.2 roar (laughs) It's a 1.6, it's fine Apologies (laughs) Um, I have, have either of you driven a Tesla? No I have, yes
1: Oh, you've driven one?
2: Yeah Yeah I thought Oscar had actually It's fucking great That seems to be the obvious obvious choice I haven't driven one But the idea of just having that instant torque And then just getting up to ridiculous speed And then when it crashes, blame it on the autopilot (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's always an option i mean i've i've weirdly i got picked up with one that was an uber once that was oh, really? really really weird wow yeah um and i noticed that, that it was instant talk but the only thing is it's like it's almost like a car that when you do open it up you want to feel something you want like a noise
2: yeah you miss that
1: i think i mean i, I think i know what Oscar's is going to go for because like it's probably both of our favorite cars and it i probably i've always wanted a mustang Shelby yeah. Mustang. Yeah, 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 the Shelby it,
0: 67, right? Eleanor?
1: Nicolas Cage can be there. Sure. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've had
0: this conversation. We have the same fucking favorite car for no reason.
1: Just for the fact that you can still, like, you could put your foot down and get, like, a V8 and just, like, Burr.
0: Surprisingly, even though that's my favorite car, that is not the car that I would choose for okay. this question. I want to own that car and drive it all the time. This car that I'm going to say is a car that I would only ever want to drive once and then never again because I'm way too intimidated by it but they built a lamborghini in 2012 i think i want to say maybe 2011 that was inspired by fighter jets and it had a matte gray paint job and the way that the vents were cut in and the shape of it looked like a fucking f-22 on the ground and i've never masturbated to a car that furiously (laughs) before or since um so (laughs) i would definitely choose the lambo reventon yeah, because, like, it's a fucking fighter jet car. I want to go Zoom. Like, come on.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Just blow past it, Chuck. Just, you
0: know. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
2: what,
0: what part of that? Was it the master Is that what Yeah, it was that. that. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, oh, man, I'll wander from down under, Mr. Dave Mateo himself, who has just finished a master's degree.
2: Yeah. Big. wow congratulations dave
1: shout out big dave uh lives down in melbourne who i believe they've lifted lockdown restrictions recently so happy times for dave fighting a good fight getting out there with some wonderful stats shit as well um <laughs> he asks if you could make a video game using any intellectual property what would you choose Preferably an IP that isn't already a game. So, Oscar, you can't say just Spider-Man again. (laughs) It's been done, bruv. It's been done.
0: It's a super interesting time for this question. Because if you had asked me a month ago... Right. I would have said either MCU Avenger-style game, but we just got that. We just got that. Or a a Harry Potter game. Because we've never had, like... They they did, like, a Quidditch game for PC forever ago. But we have never had, like, a proper Harry Potter game that's good and on console... But they just announced one for the PS5, like an amazing trailer. I don't know if you saw that, but it's like open world Assassin's Creed, but basically Harry Potter. So I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, shit.
1: but it, that's not Harry Potter, is it? It's way like in let's say, like thousands of years before or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sorry. I hundreds. meant
0: in the Harry Potter universe in terms of like the IP. And I would have also asked for a fighter pilot game set in the Star Wars universe. And we're literally getting that this week. I think it's this week. Star Wars Squadrons is the name.
1: So your suggestions for if you could create any intellectual property are two games that are literally have been thought of, uh, <laughs> and the data coming out <laughs> and are soon to be released.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just saying I'm living a good life right now because all the things that I would say for this have been taken. I
1: don't really know why I would expect any other answer. <laughs>
0: I mean, I have one. I have one that for like something that hasn't been made yet. Oh, so oh, do you have an answer for the actual question? I do. I have an answer for oh, the actual sorry, question. Oh, sorry, caveat.
1: Um, sorry. Yeah, crack on, mate. Thanks. I like that you're building up the suspense an hour and 30 minutes into the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Ender's Game. Ender's Game. I think an Ender's Game would be cool. There's a, it's like basically a kid goes to like a military academy training thing, um, but there's a lot of different like elements that there could be there including there's a zero-gravity, like, almost laser-tag type chamber where they practice battle tactics with each other, and I think that could be really cool, doing, like, first-person shooting in space, in, like, full three-dimensionals instead of just, like, flat, the way most first-person shooters are. So I guess I would go with Ender's Game. What about you, Chuck, though? You have, you have a lot of video game opinions.
1: Um, yeah, I'm starting to get into more. I'm quite excited that Crash Bandicoot's coming back as well, even oh, though oh, gonna yeah. oh, it's going to cost cool. quid. Um, for the new one, but it does look wicked. And most of what I buy ends up being remakes or, re, you know, redoes. Uh, play a lot of Rocket League, naturally. Uh, I've got Tony Hawk. But I think, and it's, it's weird because it is a video game, but it's in a book and they made a film. It's like the Ready Player One universe. Oh. That kind of thing would be really cool if somehow, I mean, I'm not talking about going mental then with more haptic stuff, but just having that kind of vr ish with the the niches because like the film the film's okay like i, I don't want to be one of these people that bangs on and says the book is way better but like genuinely it is but that's just the medium lends itself more to more details and the the ridiculous amount of niche kind of um 80s 90s nostalgia um the kind of comic book nerds be that also manga, anime, all all kinds of things that goes in there. That there really is something for everyone in there, and it's a fantastic read, not a very long book either, and like very engaging. But I'd love something like that because you can just like connect to it and create a character and a persona and and have that kind of RPG element, which basically every game has now anyway. But add in the aspect of like you could potentially create your own world in a no man's sky kind of version of and discovery, but also have the point that like it's about games and adventuring and going out and, and finding shit and shooting stuff or it can be anything like that would just be really cool for me i would play I that think.
0: for sure that sounds cool
1: that wraps about wraps us up for listeners so if i did listener stuff mm. this week ian do you want oh. to take us through the fixtures
2: i suppose i could do that to yeah like,
1: just let's you turn it let's this 180 baby it's in vogue
2: game week four kicks off with the mop derby chelsea oh, wait, crystal that's the early kickoff. it's the early kickoff shit i need to phone in sick next week
0: <laughs> <laughs> just so you can watch pulisic score a hat-trick on you do you uh, really need to see it that bad no i told you
1: he does and it would just be typical um but i told you this it will be a 72nd minute substitution and a pulisic brace fair,
2: fair. <laughs> that's,
1: okay let's let's cover let's be reasonable here
2: yeah very possible. And then the second game is two informed teams. You've got Everton-Brighton.
0: Mmm, that's juicy.
2: It is, yeah. It could be good, that game. Uh, game three is Leeds-Man City. Um mm. There is potential for any sorts of craziness happening there.
0: Any scoreline is possible. Yeah, right?
2: literally anything. Uh, game four, Newcastle-Burnley. Give that a miss. Yeah. Um, a shame. And then Sunday. To be
1: fair, they, is that that's because most people are at like, if you're going to get people out of the pubs at 10 o'clock... <laughs> More like before, that's the ge- that's the game you put on because no one's staying until
2: the end of that. You're getting about even before yeah, that. Bo- yeah. Boris had a word with the Premier League right there on the fixtures. And then on Sunday, there's six games, which means we've got some simultaneous kickoffs. It means you can't watch every game. Furious. Uh, Leicester, West Ham, uh, Southampton, West Brom—they're both playing at the same time. Uh, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Wolves, and Fulham—both playing at the same time. Then Man United-Spurs, in what could be very interesting. And the last game is Aston Villa-Liverpool. There is one match I would watch on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday is no good.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at the minute, it doesn't really matter what game you watch. Yeah, like, that's It could true. Just, it just be absolute chaos and mentalness and controversy and penalties and whatever. Like, fuck, imagine if Wolves lose to Fulham. Like...
0: Yeah. They, like, oh my god. <laughs> Anything is possible.
1: Yeah, like you've got Leicester West Ham. One team just won five two, the other one four nil. <laughs>
0: That's Leicester Westham. Thank you very oh, sorry. much.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: My yeah. apologies.
0: <laughs> Alright, well that should do it for the pod this week. Thank you for joining. Mm, no, try- uh no. uh
1: don't don't think it quite does it. Uh, because the Uh-oh. Liverpool Arsenal Uh-oh. game's just finished, hasn't it? Yes. Ian? Oh, did it? Score? and uh Diogo Jota. Got his uh, got himself a little goal, his first goal for Liverpool, but it but it wasn't assisted by anyone, was it, Ian? No, and. As it stands in terms of bonus points What a fucking uh,
2: shit hit that was this week I'm absolutely furious about yeah. it <laughs>
1: I, I, I love the fact that I've done the worst wildcard in the history of my wild cards, yeah. And I still beat you this week It's hilarious
0: Ian, don't be mad about a points hit when Chuck wildcarded to a garbage week <laughs> <laughs> like, You should be happy that all you oh did was take a points God. hit and Reese James,
1: how did Reece James... <laughs> concede 3 goals get a yellow card and still get one bonus point
0: <laughs> crosses actually yeah. he puts in a million crosses speaking of oh ian's my. take before you weren't the only one there were a lot
2: of, there were a lot of bad wild cards floating around but yeah i'm upset shout, to have shout lost out jeff pedder yeah <laughs> have, yeah he's currently on 29 on his wild card oof
0: yes. <laughs> oh. rest in rip jeff yeah. my god
1: yeah. but there we go ian
2: I'm upset to lose those three points.
1: Two out of three, and you are still about 17 points ahead of me. So it's still close. It's still achievable. Yeah. yeah. But it's a long way to go. Well, boys, it's it's been great to be back. Yeah, be
0: nice a, to have you back, man.
1: Could have not. It's great to be back, guys. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do the outro. Why not? Let's make it seamless. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, all you guys, for listening. Thanks, Patreons. Patreon.com forward slash buys offside pod. Give us all your money. Take care, and bye bye. What a pro.
2: Don't worry about that sound. Why, what's that one? (laughs) I was going to say, now I can hear a hum. (laughs) So that is... The, whenever we flush the toilet in the bathroom that we're using, uh, that noise happens because it, that toilet is never used because they only use their ensuite in their bedroom. <laughs> so will the air in the pipes so, and just. Yeah, yeah. so that, that noise is either Finley or my wife shit careering towards the sea. Um, but <laughs> I've got no idea, but that's, yeah, it does make that noise. That's how it works.
0: Very nice. For,
2: yeah, for about 40 seconds. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That's good.
1: Wonder how many times if if that happens multiple times in the pod, uh, it, it does show that you're on a high fiber diet. <laughs> I said, in, your, in your family, so
2: <laughs> Kelly.
0: Just well, we're usually me. pretty full of shit anyway. So
2: <laughs> Kelly texts me, flushes incoming. I put no worries. <laughs> <laughs> and she put, <laughs> I just put there'll be another in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> No, I don't no, what that means. Mercy, a double yeah. mercy
1: flush. So it's both mercy in terms of smell and also in terms of <laughs> notification for yeah. you. I don't know whether, whether
2: that have they've both been or whether her vegan diet is just catching up with this toilet. So. In.
0: Oh, oh, vegan diet.
2: Gross. <laughs>